There are few careers more rewarding and more challenging than medicine, especially right now. It's easy to become overwhelmed by the complexities of the job and other stressors. It's so important to take care of yourself. Evergreen Health has a number of resources available for physicians and employees. These resources are here to support in burnout prevention, crisis support, overall health and wellness, and so much more. But what is the first step to take advantage of these resources? Welcome to Checkup Chat with Evergreen Health. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me in this panel discussion today is Dr. James Brown. He's the chair of the Medical Staff Wellness Committee and a physician at Evergreen Health Primary Care Canyon Park. Christian Stone is the Evergreen Health Care Management Manager. And Dr. Jack Handley, he's a physician at the Evergreen Health Emergency Department. Gentlemen, I'm so glad to have you join us today. And as I said in the intro, this is quite a pervasive issue today. So Dr. Handley, I'd like to start with you. What kinds of stressors was I talking about in this intro? What kinds are you seeing present themselves while working in the healthcare industry? I think the biggest stressor right now has been the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's changed healthcare. I think it's really been the 9-11 of healthcare and how we've had to revamp what we do, whether it's telehealth visits now instead of in-person visits or the, all the PPE and the personal worry of catching this or the difficulty of caring for these COVID patients day after day and just the stress that takes on the staff and on the physicians themselves. I have a colleague who actually became quite sick and was hospitalized for about a month and is just back to work now after being out for six months. So it was a very personal experience for our ER group. This is Jim Brown. I'll add a couple of thoughts. Underneath all that's going on with COVID, we still have all the other day-to-day mundane kind of stressors, whether it's physical exhaustion, childcare issues, relationship issues, financial issues, and then just the day-to-day challenges with dealing with electronic medical records and increased documentation required by various regulatory agencies. So it's a big pile-on in terms of stressors, both internally and externally. I would certainly imagine that it is. So Dr. Brown, tell us about the program at Evergreen Health. How did it come about? And tell us a little bit about it. The uh, medical staff wellness program was born in late 2014. There was a couple of issues with drug diversion and our CEO, in addition to asking about why we didn't catch these things on our electronic safety issues, why we didn't know that people were sick. So that was the initial focus was on helping people with substance use issues. And then we expanded it to helping providers that might be caught in a crisis, an unexpected death or outcome in the hospital. And then ultimately, the biggest part of the programs evolved to how do we help manage or prevent burnout-related issues and stress-related practices, as well as opportunities to deal with outside stress issues that we might be able to help with. So, Chris, why don't we start with employees? And we're going to get to you, Docs, in just a minute. But before we do that, Chris, tell us about the resources that are available for employees. And then tell us about the Employee Assistance Program. You bet. So I would say the employee assistance program is something that a lot of employers have, but is grossly underutilized and something that I think people are, because of COVID, finding a new reason to reach out. For example, a lot of people don't realize that the employee assistance program can help with legal issues, even home issues, transitions, for example, sending your kids off to college or in that sandwich generation, working about both childcare and caring for elderly parents. So there's a lot that 
the EAP can do. In addition, you're eligible for three free counseling services or sessions. And so with COVID, that's a great start. They've also, amid COVID, like many of us, are finding new ways to move things electronically and have ramped up their Better Health Online platform. So you can use an app or go onto a website and be able to chat with a counselor. You can set up virtual visits or really access any of their resources in the library. So it's a cool link and also a great service that's helping folks who especially can't step away or who are concerned about meeting with someone in person. Who is that available to? Who are we talking about? That's available to any employees at Evergreen Health. I would say our per diem staff sometimes don't realize that there's services that are eligible to them. That We also have EAP counselors who have come on and done team debriefings after a, a tough loss of a patient or maybe some sort of traumatic event that, that staff were engaged in. Who it's not available to would be some of our contracting team members who would have to go through their own agencies to get support. But again, a lot of employers have something similar, if not this exact thing. We've also set up a coronavirus or COVID-19 caring for ourselves and others during COVID-19 on our SharePoint site at Evergreen Health. So if you link onto that, it has everything from what are the freebies or discounted services. There's a lot of community-based resources who have offered free support and aid to our healthcare team members. So that's a great link that's got all sorts of kind of cool things on there that folks haven't even thought about. Well, you mentioned outside contractors. Does it only apply to staff who have their benefits through Evergreen Health? It does, although some employees choose not to elect benefits, and they're still eligible. So you could elect out of, say, your PTO and not get your health care through Evergreen Health, but still have some of the benefit of the EAP program. And then those resources I mentioned on the website are available to all Evergreen Health employees. Great program and so important, as we said, especially now. Dr. Handley, how are we identifying the sources of stress? For example, if it's nurses, maybe they're afraid to voice their concerns. How can they be heard? Tell us a little bit about what you want other providers to know about when they do feel it's important to reach out, the red flags, what you want them to know about this. Well, I guess it's important to know what is available and how they can reach out to the Wellness Committee. So there is a website that we've developed that has a host of resources on it, stress management resources, personal wellness, mindfulness resources. But it also has professional coaches that they can engage with, or many of our own people in the wellness committee have their own cell phone numbers on there, so they could reach out directly and ask for help, and we can hook them up with the right resources as well. If I may add something, as I think in healthcare, something that we often struggle with is we all feel like we're there to help others. We all got into this profession because we care and we want to support and take care of other people. And sometimes we're the worst at seeing when we need help ourselves or asking for help ourselves. And one thing I would hope people can pay attention to is it's also okay to check in with your buddies. You know, check in with your colleagues, with your coworkers and say, hey, I noticed something doesn't seem right or what's going on with you. Did you know that this is available or even reaching out in helping connect? Connect them to those resources because they may not realize until it's pretty far down the road that they need help or that they could use some of that support to get them back on track. I would add, we actually put together a checklist or checkout list with the goal being that when you come off your shift or whatever your work situation is, you sit down and say, how am I doing? And ask coworkers how they're doing. What did I do right today? How did it go? What's troubling me in a sense? And then let that go and go home and try and go about the rest of your day. So there's actually a, a list that people can use to, to do that check-in. 
Well, then, Dr. Brown, tell us a little bit about the Physicians Employee Assistance Program. Tell us what physicians can do and where do they reach out if they're feeling burned out, how they can find joy in their practice again. Well, the Physicians Assistant Program, and it should actually be Provider Assistant Program. It's not just for physicians. The hospital pays a premium for every member on the medical staff, practicing on the medical staff has access to it. And essentially it mirrors the employee assistance program. There's uh, links on our webpage and phone numbers that folks can call. It's all confidential during regular work hours. There's no tracking of phone numbers or names. It can be entirely confidential. And there's a host of resources from both the mindfulness set of services that First Choice offers to uh, physicians and providers, but also legal assistance, financial assistance, counseling and help with child care. It's a broad spectrum of resources that folks can reach out and they can make a phone call or go online and access through the webpage and start the process of getting whatever help they might need. Dr. Handley, what about emergency situations? As an emergency medicine physician, sometimes these things get pretty serious. And what would you like to tell other providers about what type of crisis support is available? Well, we're creating a couple different things. One is called a Code Lavender, and this is a crisis first aid response that is available to help bring in counseling resources or some admin support in the event that something bad happens. And anybody can call a Code Lavender, and it's in real time. So come in and do an intervention and debrief the team that's there and the people that are involved in that so that they can kind of understand what happened and talk through it and make sure that the whole team is whole moving forward and continuing to care for patients. The other thing we're putting together is a stress meter as part of our Healthiest Best program, and that'll be available on everybody's computer. And so if I come to work and I'm logged on and I've had a bad day at home and I have a lot of stress in my life, I can click on that. It's graded from one to 10. And you basically say what your level of stress is that day. And it will provide you the appropriate recommendations based on your level, whether it's self-care and exercise, or all the way up to counseling resources and the physician's assistance program. So those are two things that we're initially starting. There's also going to be shorts rounds, which are beginning. And Jim, you have more understanding of that than I do. Yeah, I'll touch base on that in just a second. On the webpage, there's four docs, Dr. Hanley being one of them, myself, Dr. Teresa Jackson, and Dr. Marshall Party, and actually have our cell phone numbers there. And people are encouraged just if they're struggling and need any kind of help just to reach out. We may not be able to solve the problem, but we can certainly head them in the right direction and stand by them as they start to work through the process. So those resources are always available. The Schwartz rounds are actually more for decompressing the institution. So if there's a troubling case, some ethical conflict or other conflict, then those cases are identified and there's facilitators and staff from chief of staff all the way to cleaning staff. Anybody that might be involved or interested in that case can sit in an auditorium for an hour and listen and not to what was happening with the case, but what was happening to us as individuals involved in the case. And so that should be up and running by the end of the first quarter of this year. And something you just said there is, I think, an underpinning to all this is that it's about the person. And, and I think we forget sometimes, again, that providers, that doctors, that nurses, at the end of the day, are, are human beings, are people who have lives and things going on, and that 
you know, we got to look out for each other and help make sure we're taking good care. It also triggered for me, there's another resource that I think goes underutilized is we do have our spiritual care team that's been making the rounds and trying to reach out to folks doing uh, Tea for the Soul episodes, but they're always happy to meet one-on-one with anybody in our team who just needs a, a minute to unwind or, or talk through and, again, would be kept in confidence. And so that's that's another great resource that I think folks have found value in. Chris, you've also provided some peer support directly to different teams, haven't you? Yeah, that's correct. So at the beginning of COVID-19, I I just anecdotally noticed, and for background, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And just as I was going throughout the hospital, was observing that people were struggling and reaching out and saying, I don't know what to do. I'm having a hard time. And so me and a group of our other social workers, primarily our ambulatory team, because we thought it'd be good that it had someone that wasn't necessarily directly in it side by side at the bedside, went to different teams and did presentations on burnout, self-care, wellness, prevention, what resources are out there, and some basic psychological first aid just to try to, to outreach to folks during this sort of wild ride we've been on. Before I give you each a chance for a final thought for other providers, Chris, what are you doing about the stress that everybody is feeling? How are you helping your team to remain calm and manage these unimaginable emotional challenges of this pandemic? I think the things that we try to tell everyone is, one, normalize it, is know that everything that everyone is going through and experiencing and whatever you're feeling or thinking or reacting, that it's okay. That it's, you'll hear time and time again, it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's one of the first things is just recognizing that however you're coping or whatever you're going into, that's okay. And if it's unhealthy, that's also okay. But then we need to find ways to help you get out of those patterns or whatever that may be. So I think modeling good behavior, checking in, being honest about where we're all at and about what's going on. So things like I've been really open with my team and saying, hey, today I'm going to need to take some time off at this point because I want to, one, also give permission to others on my team to know that it's okay to take time off to take care of yourself, but then also making sure that we have food and water available. That was one of the big struggles, especially as we have isolation units or rooms where you've got tons of PPE, is making sure that we're tagging each other out for breaks so that we can get some food and water and just some of the basics. Unfortunately, as helpful as those are, they're often the first things to go out the window. So just reminding each other, hey, have you taken a walk yet? Can you go grab a sip of water or can I relieve you so that you could go grab a banana or something? just to help people take care of those basic needs. So important. Dr. Handley, next word to you here. What would you like the providers at Evergreen Health to know about this program and how you're helping them during this difficult time? I think I'd like people to realize that burnout in general is a really common phenomenon. And if you looked across, but even before the pandemic, it was probably over 50% of providers experienced some element of burnout. So if you're feeling that you've lost some of the joy of medicine or that you're feeling that you're burned out a bit, it's normal. And it's much easier if you understand that your colleagues are the same and if you have the ability to talk about it with others and maybe even get some help in that regard, it'll just be better for you in the end. Don't feel that you have to carry that alone. We're out here to support you and provide whatever resources or physician coaching or just someone to talk to please reach out to us. That's such an important point, Dr. Handley. And Dr. Brown, last word to you. What would you like other providers and the employees and staff to know at Evergreen Health about the Provider Employee Assistance Program, all the programs we've discussed today, and how you can help them through these unprecedented times? 
my hope would be that they would at least reach out and ask some questions about what those programs might offer them. Physicians are the worst, and, and Kristen alluded to this, are the worst at asking for help. Our response is always going to be, I'm okay. And I think as leaders, part of our job is to be vulnerable enough to say when we're not okay and set the example that there's a safe space. Evergreen Healthcare is a phenomenal organization. It truly functions more like a family than as a, a business. And there's tremendous support around every corner if we just are willing to look for it and ask for it. And the organization will be here to help. What great information. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining us today. Your health and well-being is so important. Please visit SharePoint to explore the wellness resources available to you. Head over to our website at evergreenhealth.com for more information and to get connected with one of these programs. That concludes this episode of Checkup Chat with Evergreen Health. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Evergreen Health podcasts. Share this show with other team members, with people that you know, because that's how we are all getting this great information together. I'm Melanie Cole.